good afternoon, good morning, good evening, whatever time you happen to be um, watching us, listening to us. Uh, R&R is back for 2024, the only CX podcast you need, uh, with uh, my good self, Ryan Huxtable, and the in, the in, immutable, the beautiful, the stunning... I don't, know, I don't know what any of that means. However, it's me, Rich Knight. So uh, <laughs> hello, everybody, and welcome again, yes, to the CX podcast, R&R. Um, it's great to see you again in this new year that we have here, Mr. Huxtable, 2024. I know. Blimey. Hey. Thankfully, thankfully, it's not 2025 because 2025 is quite a big year uh, on the birthday front. So I still, I still can claim to have a birthday with a four in front of it. So, so that's good. Um, so I'm feeling good. Yeah, you've got to be sixty by now, haven't you? Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, look at you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it's the white beard. I was going to say, yeah, I can't, can't talk actually. Um, what, what's, what are we going to be warbling about today? Because we've got to get on with this. We've got to give these lovely listeners something to think about over the next month yeah, until yeah. our next podcast. But, but before we do that, um, mm. that background isn't really where you are, is it? No, I'm actually holidaying at the moment because I am such a stalwart and want to be committing to this podcast. I'm actually, uh, we're re I'm recording live in France from the Alps uh, and have just been out on the slopes um and enjoyed and enjoyed enjoying a few little cheeky beers whilst i'm out here as well oh, oh but no cider down no this, cider. No as far cider. south in france um well, i think i speak for all of all of our listeners by saying well that's love for you um <laughs> <laughs> but it's all good it's all good and yes i thought we'd take half an hour to have a warble and see what we're going to do about uh 2024 what are the main things we're going to be talking about and well, so just just on that point, and and some listeners may not be surprised by that what I'm about to say, which is, um, we haven't we never really rehearsed anything. We just you warble, don't we? So we haven't really no, well, rehearsed. That's the idea. We want to talk about what you know. So what do you think can happen in 2024 then, Mr. Knight? Now, well, we spoke with our colleague Ian Kelsall pre Crimbo, didn't we? About you know yes. sort of trends and things like that, and I've been having a little bit of a think about it over the Christmas period what's going to be going on and all these things are happening I'm still hearing more about AI and you know the impact it's going to have and x number of people aren't going to have a job soon because AI is going to take over and so on and so on, you know and I was thinking to myself with the key thing from the customer experience point of view is that we have still got to make sure that we are focusing on human interaction now whether there's going to be other interaction through AI and all those sort of things yes there is but there's still going to be human interaction because we're human beings and we do that sort of thing. Ultimately, the customer is a real person. So therefore, there has to be at some point, whether it's a bot communicating with a real person or is a real person communicating with a person. That's the key thing we need to be focusing on. And unfortunately, I think there are firms who are already going down this route of, well, it's going to be AI. So let's drive more money into the tech and let's not worry about the human interaction piece. But we still know that 90% of purchase decisions are based on emotion. So it's got to be focused on. So I think as a broad starting point, that's where I'm coming from. Don't forget the people, people. I think that's a great, it's a really interesting point because um, we are we are speaking, what's the date today, on the 19th of January. Um, and there was some data that came out this morning um, about which have done a, um, a customer service survey on energy suppliers. Uh, and there's one particular energy supplier 
British cast, particularly they haven't done particularly well. They've only come out as a three star, three star provider, um, whereas their competitor Octopus has come out as a five star provider. And I'm sure many of you have heard um, the the Octopus ads where they talk about their USP being all about service, um, and they've got some testimonials and so on and so forth. And I have to say, I'm not surprised because. Um, I I am an Octopus customer. I was a British Gas customer. I left British Gas because of the service about five years ago. Yeah. I've never been back. Now, some of you might be sat there thinking, well, that's a bit unfair. You've not given them another go. But the reality <laughs> is I'm so happy with the service experience I get with Octopus. Yeah, They are competitively priced. I can get a hold of someone by reading them. Their website is easy to use. I can upload my uh, meter readings really simply. They get me a yeah. free of, of the old um, swingometer to get me some... Uh, free gas, um, and actually, it's a really pleasant client journey you have with them. So I have no need, I have no want to leave. Um, and so, so when I read that today, and I thought, if you think about how difficult um, for businesses like British Gas and others make it to communicate with them, to find a person to speak to, to um, interact with when you have a problem, yeah, no wonder people are voting with their feet and leaving in their thousands to go to another provider. And interestingly enough, just remembered your, with your story there, my father, who is in his 85th year on this fine planet of ours, has just changed from British Gas. After being with them for 43 years, wow. he has gone to Octopus. Wow. And purely because of that whole idea of it's too, it's too much like hard work. And of course, there is a generation of people, my father included, as we can see, being there for 43 years, who generally go, oh, don't worry, we'll just stick there. It's fine. That generation are not going to be around much longer. It is much easier for your customers to switch. Mm. Doesn't matter what you provide them. Doesn't make a jot of difference. If you're a, you know, an attraction, you know, and, and you've got memberships, for, people could come for the year, they getting to the end of their memberships of a year and going, oh, I just can't be bothered anymore because it's not what it's not worth it. You know, I'm not getting the things that I want in, in terms of all of that interaction. So therefore, I'll go to another attraction and have sign up for them. It doesn't matter what you're doing. So, yeah, this loyalty piece and loyalty, really, really big part, isn't it? You know, in terms of making sure people hang around. Professional services, we talk about them a lot um, in 2024. Hanging on to customers is really important because, again, it's six times more expensive to find a new customer. And we say this every other podcast, don't we? We use it. We say these things again and again and again. And still firms do not get it. It's, yeah. it's that idea. Well, but we're getting custom. We get money. So it's OK. It's not OK because people have got very long memories now. And because it's so easy to shift and social media and all of this tech stuff that's coming through they get they go they're going to go they're going to disappear i think i think the other dynamic that's that's at play here is um you mentioned choice and you know you know where you can lose your 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 business too effectively i, I still think you know when i when i look at um you know b2b clients or business or, or b2c clients um because firms are busy because they may have a lack of staff because it's difficult to recruit because um and then that makes them feel artificially busy because they haven't got enough people to, to, to service the work i think the biggest challenge that a lot of businesses that, that we speak to have got is um some of them just don't know some of them aren't 
engaging and asking the question about mm. what the CMC experience was like. Yeah. But because they've got money coming through the door now, they think they must be all right because yeah. you know, we've got clients. And, you know, the, the British gas example I've just given is, is a classic example of, well, we're busy, we've got clients, so everything's okay, where, you know, they haven't clocked that, you know, I, I bet you they'll have a customer experience or customer service strategy somewhere in a drawer uh, that, you know, they're going to sort of get out, dust off and blow the dust off it. The reality is, um, as we know, is, and again, you're right, we've said this a number of times, if you don't have a strategic plan to engage with customers and listen to what they want and then make the relevant uh, changes uh, within your organisation, you aren't going to understand who your customers really are. And therefore, if you don't understand, you can't give them what they want, they're not going to spend money with you. So it sounds very simple. But the old adage, plan, do, review, if you have a plan and do it and then review it, it's very likely that you will be have a very successful uh, client strategy. And, you know, it's it's fascinating that the, the, the business, some businesses just don't engage in, in that strategic work, do they? No, uh, because it, it does take a bit of effort, you know. So, you know, we've done we've done a financial planning. We know what what the money is we need. We, we've done all of those sort of things. So that's OK that sort of fits in, doesn't it? And when we do marketing, so that's got something to do with customers. So that's okay as well. Got to be very clear here in 2024 with any of the businesses listening out there, marketing planning versus customer planning are different things. Yes, they work together. And if you do them well, they will drive each other's, you know, out, outputs really, really well. But majority of firms forget about looking at it from a customer point of view. You know, it's that market research piece of, uh, well, yeah, these are our customers, that's what we know, and this is how we word a word a, a, an advert. Brilliant, but how do you think that customer is going to feel? What yeah. are they thinking? What are they doing? What's getting in the way of them staying with you? What what's working really well? How can you duplicate that? Make it so. There's lots and lots on those customers' journeys, as we've spoken about uh, previously, that we've got to think about, and planning that is critical. Um, and interestingly enough. Just for people listening, on the 7th of February on Eventbrite, we have got a uh, planning for customer success webinar, um, which will be running at 12 o'clock for, for half an hour. Just giving some ideas and actually some practical tips in terms of how you can plan for great customer success. And it's a matter of very simply reviewing, you know, what's been going on, changing things if you need to, and then running it and seeing how it how it how it how it works so it's a you know it's all that reviewing piece is, is just a cyclical nature and a lot of people don't do that they just do it once and go well that we've done it it's done in it tick it's, it's an interesting point isn't it that you know go back to this planning piece and um listeners before before you all uh, before we came on uh, as we've mentioned mr knight is is stunning himself in in the snowy mountains of the french alps um but, but told a fantastic story, which I'll let him share in a minute, about how one of the biggest retailers or the biggest retailer on the planet constantly invests in customer strategy and customer journey and makes it so easy that you can order a product from your French ski chalet on your account. Do you want to share more about that, Mr. Knight? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, it, it is a great example of it. When it's done well, when you're planning, it can then be put across different countries in different ways for different environments cultures whatever it is and when you're stupid enough to leave your petrol cap on top of your car at a, at a 
a, a fueling station and drive away, you need to get another one. Always a bit of a problem. Uh, obviously, I, I don't know who did that. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I arrive in resort and thinking, well, I've got to go and find one of these. Uh, I can't bung it up with the paper anymore. I've got, to, I've got to do this. I could go down the road and use my fantastically rubbish pigeon French uh, to actually try and get one of these things. Or let's go on to Mr. Mr. Amazon, Mr. and Mrs. Amazon, and see what they can do for me. Two days later, on the doorstep of our chalet was the fuel cap. Fitted it, done, dusted. Yeah. Okay. And that cost me uh, 10 minutes in time, about 20 quid to order it up and do all of that. And actually, the there was a, a, a delivery charge and it was about three quid. <laughs> you know, you, 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 people talk a lot of the time about the evil monster that is Amazon, all these big corporations, but they do the thing that actually impacts the customer. They plan for it. They enable people to. It's easy, isn't it? It's easy. It's so easy. I didn't even need to leave my chalet. I, I do to go skiing, but you know that's another that's another matter. But yeah, absolutely. So, it this is it. This is the big thing. It's, it's not. It's not like a, a, a bolt from the blue. But I think what we're trying to say to everybody listening is: Have you planned? Have you planned for your customers' success? Yeah, I mean the key messages for for twenty four are: Have you got a plan? And is it easy for your customers to use you? Simple yeah. as that. Yeah. Uh, you know, those businesses that get that right in 24 will be very successful. Despite of AI and new tech and all that, you can bring yeah. as much tech and AI into the business as you want. If it's not simple and it's not easy and customers don't understand it, they won't use it. Um, they'll go down the road and uh, find another solution. Love it. So when are you back in Blighty? Are you back for the next episode, or are you? Yes, no, I'll be. I'll be back here grounded again when our, for our next episode in February. So, uh, and actually, we may have, we may have another, we may have a guest on that particular one as well. But I'll leave that hanging. So, and uh, and we'll, we'll we'll let you know closer to that time. But uh, I think that's us done and dusted for day. Warble over. Warble over. We can get get you back on the slopes. Yeah, well, a bit late now. I might just have to have a cheeky little beer. Nice. <laughs> thanks very much for listening I've been Rich Knight and I've been Ryan Huxtable have a great month